your Lord desires to purify your soul, and he can use a very rough file. He may even assault the pure and nobler things in your life. Yes, good can be an enemy of God's best. Thank you for tuning into Health Life today. I'm your host, Robert D. And I uh, just want to welcome you all. Um, I'm just going to jump right in here. Um, you know, sometimes you could have plans to do things and they get changed, you know, or you can have motives to going somewhere. You know, it could be anything, an appointment or this, that, or to go do something. And the, the, the Lord just orchestrates things where you meet someone and all of a sudden you have this word or conversation and things change. And, uh, well, that's what's happening to me today. I, uh, you know, I have plans, I have things that I want to do, but somehow I get steered, hopefully, in, in the right direction. I woke up this morning, and um, I said to my wife, I said, the greatest gift in this hour that we can have is the gift of repentance. And uh, I, I just really feel that. I just... Um, Repentance, it's not even, you don't even hear much of it anymore. It's just strange. Um, I'm being exposed to a lot of things going on in the church world. Um, you know, the church that can be seen. Um, for to me, there's, there's, a, there's an external church, but there's, a, there's an invisible church. And the Lord's got his eyes on those individuals. Um, there's a church that's seen by man, and there's a church that's seen by God. And I just believe that, and I, I'm, I'm experiencing it. And um, you know, repentance, I, I, I'm just seeing so much going on, and I don't hear anybody confessing. I don't really hear, I, I, I'm watching people defend their lives and, and saving their own skin, and this and that, which, which reveals to me that something hasn't been been worked into that individual. It's it's scary. It's it's a, almost a scary day we're living in. Um, the days are evil, and that's why the warnings to be prepared. And that's part of what I believe that that God is doing with myself here in Health Life today. I know Health Life today on the natural. You're thinking, okay, health, you know, life today, prosperity, or whatever goes along with it, but. No, I'm going to stay along that, that line that Jesus spoke that, you know, you can gain the whole world and yet lose your own soul. And that's, that's to me, is, that's my motive for doing what I'm doing today. And so I really believe that the Lord does desire to purify our souls today. Yes, he can use a very rough file. Uh, he can use anything and anything. And some people do not believe that the Lord will humiliate you. Well, <laughs> I can argue that. <clears throat> he will take the things, and as, as I said on the last show, we have a natural man living on the inside of us who receives not the things of the Spirit of God. It's actually foolishness to him. And he can't even know with them because they have to be spiritually discerned. And so and the reason why I, I think that repentance is a gift is because if you don't, if you don't, if you're not aware, and it's a gift from God, if you don't know your true condition, you're going to be in trouble. And um, in other words, like if you can, if you confess your sin and you think nothing of going to do it again, there's really been no godly sorrow working in your life. You know, what, what is godly sorrow? In, in just a sentence, like in just a word, 
It's, it's a deep regret that we have hurt God. You know, you've actually hurt the person of God. You know, and I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, somebody you really care about and you really deeply love and you, you've invested in in your life, you know, um, to hurt them is really the last thing you want to do. And I think a lot are going on today. I know I've been guilty of it, that you can go on believing that you're, you're pleasing unto the Lord, but actually grieving Him. And so, um, I, I don't know, just, you know, um, the hardening of the heart. That's another thing that I'm seeing today. Um, you know, when a, when a person sins and feels no need to confess and repent, that person deceives themselves and actually creates an environment for a hardening of the heart. And then it causes the sin of unbelief. Um, it's, it's very dangerous. I, I'm speaking from, I guess, my own observance. I mean, the choices we make are so important. Those little things that God asks you to do, um, very, very important. I was reminded today, when I first, um, first, when I say first, first became a Christian, before that, I was in the world, and I was a musician, and I was playing, and I was down in, uh, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And during that time, I had met a lot of people. I mean, I met, you know, the connections here, connections there. I was playing in a band, uh, very, very busy, just out there, you know. And um, when when the Lord was calling me in the midst of all that that worldly darkness, I just, I was lost. Um, when he was calling me, though, and beckoning me, if you will, um, there was a war going on, you know, and then finally when he gets a hold of me and he's got me, I'm beginning to read the word of God and, and, and I'm, wow, I'm, I'm amazed. Like I'm reading this stuff and I said, are you kidding me? This thing is, this book is sitting in hotel rooms, you know, dust on them and stuff. And I'm a young man, you know, and I'm just, I'm reading this stuff. I'm, I'm amazed at what I'm reading. And so the Lord's, you know, drawing me. And of course I'm being pulled by the world a little bit. I'm going back and forth, and I'll never forget, I got a phone call. Now, this had been after a time I'm reading God's Word. I mean, I would come home from work, just read God's Word. I sometimes wouldn't even eat, or if I'd make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and just and then I'd get back into the Word, and that's all I was doing. And uh, I get this call from a, a, a young lady who, who knew about me and this and that, and she's starting a, a, a actually, she had a band going on, and they're looking for a guitar player and somebody who can sing and this and that and da 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 da, da. and she laid out, you know, the the dates and stuff like that and the and the pay and things like that. And I said, well, can I get back to you? And she said, sure. And so um, I uh, hung up the phone and I'm I'm alone now. I'm in a trailer out in the woods, uh, right outside of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, in a town called Antioch, and. I'm pacing in my trailer. I'm pacing back and forth. And I'm like, what do I do here? Because I really, at that time, I could use the money. I mean, I, I had a decent job. Um, but this was like part-time. I mean, just, and I'm just, I could use the money. It's weekends. I don't do anything else on the weekends. I'm thinking, so I'm pacing back and forth. And I'm pacing. And finally, I look up, well, what do I do? What do I do? I'm, my hands are to God. I'm like, what do I do? I'm pacing. I'm and all of a sudden, it was just like, you know, the heavens open and, and, and the revelation came. And it came something like this. Okay. If you say yes, 
Yes, you will play Friday nights and Saturday nights, but you will also practice during the week. And right there, I got it. Because if I have to practice during the week, and I'm working a full-time job during the day, and then I got to practice at night, that means time away from the Lord. That means time away from learning about God. That Even just learning about God. And, and that takes away my time of reading God's Word. Uh, and right there I had my answer. And I said, okay. And then I prayed a simple prayer, because I really had a soft heart at this time. And I said, just please have her understand, Lord, when I call her back. Please have her, you know, not be upset in anything. And, you know, I was just kind of like that. And I called her back. And sure enough, she goes, oh, no, no, thank you very much. Better to tell me now than to go into it three or four weeks and say, no, I can't do this. And then so that went very well. Um, so the choices that we make um, after that, you know, I continued. I, w I would come home and I'd be in God's Word. I'd be reading the Bible and just, uh, you know, yeah, creating some friends and enemies at the same time. But I'm growing. And then um, some years later, um, I'm growing and stuff. And, and, of course, things had changed. I had gotten married. And, you know, we have, we have two little ones. And... Uh, I had been maybe uh, probably five years into Christianity, and I, um, I said, you know, I got to a, to a place of just, Lord, what do you want me to do, you know? And he said, and I heard this by the grace of God, he said, I want you to be with your children. And I just said, okay. I'm like, is there anything else? And the reason why I asked that is because I was a musician. I was playing for the church. I was singing. Um, you know, you were a gifted person, you know, and, and so you're being used by God and you can play music and sing for the church, for God's people, this and that. And um, no, that wasn't it. I want you to be with your children. And so I just went on and the place where I was at was a new place. I just didn't tell anybody that I played the guitar or anything like that. And it's interesting because right after that, I mean, people were coming to my door literally trying to lure me out and they didn't know what was going on I never told anyone they wanted me to get busy you know religious activity um, do this do that and come out and you know don't forsake the assembling of, of the you know your brethren don't forsake the assembling of yourselves you know and quote scriptures and things like that and but the Lord gave me the word and the commandment was I want you to be with your children and I believe this that that's the only thing that would have been pleasing to him and by the grace of God that's exactly what I did and so for a whole year, nobody knew nothing. And I just, I, I grew with my, with my children. And there was one point I looked at my little daughter and I said, who is she? <laughs> you know, and as time went on, I began to understand what pleases the Lord versus maybe what pleases me. See, it would have been very easy for me to go and play music in the church, in the church world and Make a name for myself even, or just, you know, get really popular and this and that. But in God's sight, you know, there's a scripture that comes to mind as I'm just sharing this. That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And I think I'm beginning to get it because the commandment that God gives is going to cause some death to yourself. You know, it's going to cause some kind of, um, how do I say this? It is. It's going to cause some kind of death to yourself. 
And I know I'm just playing on words here, but you can't experience resurrection life without a death. Okay? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And I believe that that, that scripture is a whole lot deeper than we realize. You're not getting through, like, you know what I mean, into his, his mind and his purposes without going through this thing called a narrow gate. You know, it's going to cause death to you in some way, to the self-life. You know, as I was uh, teaching on the, the last um, show that I did uh, concerning Peter, Peter was absolutely sincere in his actions. He was sincere in his belief what he was telling the Lord. Like, I will not, I will, I will go to the death for you. I will, you know, and he, he really believed that. But um, God knew that that was coming from his self-strength. And after a while, that's, you know, he's going he's gonna to deal with that. You know, we also looked at John 13 where, you know, you can't follow me right now. He's telling his disciples. But afterwards, you will follow me. You'll have the ability. Why is that? Because when Peter repented, when he returned to God, and Jesus' words to him was, were, were like this, when, when, when you are converted, <laughs> strengthen your brethren. And see, that has to take place in us. I, 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 there's no doubt. And so without this repentance, um, it's, it's very, very, very subtle. Um, you could be, like if you continue on uh, the opposite way, do I believe people do that? Oh, yeah. I believe like, I use for an example myself when a musician, I believe people go, well, I've got this gift and I can sing and I can play and I'm going to do this for God. But see, they do it in their own strength and they're doing it in their own timing. And, and that's really wrong. That's flesh. And so they don't become, how do I say this, in union with Jesus. Like they don't become conformed into his image. And so they go on believing a lie that it's okay with myself. You know, I, I just want to read... Um, um, I want to read uh, Hebrews just a little bit. Um, chapter 3. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Wherefore, in verse 7, as the Holy Ghost says today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works for 40 years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. And I'll just stop right there. The, I was grieved with that generation and they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. That is like, that's, as they say, deep. That is really deep. They have not known my ways. So how important is it to know the Lord's ways today? It's extremely important, but you have to take a step back. And so when I'm listening today to things that are being exposed and this and that and a lot of things going on uh, in the visible church, what I'm listening to, I'm trying to, to, to learn this, the ways of the Lord is listen to the Lord's voice and not everything that you're hearing out there. And, um, but I'm seeing like the absence like, of repentance and confession like I'm not hearing from the brokenness you know I'm not hearing the oh I've grieved the Lord or I've missed the Lord you know I, I you know I've missed it like I went and did my own thing I, I actually leaned on my own understanding and you know and that's Proverbs chapter 3 and that's actually evil you continue in his word you read that that's evil in the eyes of the Lord 
you know, your self-strength, your self-doing it, you know, it, it is. Um, and so the absence that I'm seeing of, re, of repentance and confession, but it indicates right now that, you know, that somebody can walk, they don't believe that they're walking in darkness. See, you end up being like, it's a, it's a strong delusion, as it says in, in, in Thessalonians. God give them over, you know, to certain certain way. And, and right there in that darkness, like you don't believe you're walking in darkness. And the reason why I'm saying this, I'm not hearing the repentance, like the brokenness over missing God, over hurting the person of God. You know, I think one of the greatest revelations you can have and I can have that God is a person and he can be grieved and he can be grieved to the point where you don't you're not even aware of it. And I, I'm, I'm reading these warnings, like I just said, and wherefore I was grieved with that generation. They do always hear in their heart, and they have not, not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. And then the next words are, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. That is powerful. What a warning. You know, take heed, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. And as I spoke on the last Health Life Today uh, show, in John chapter 6, I was talking about the motives of men. And it, it was, um, well, I may as well go there right now. Just, just as a reminder, the motives for following Jesus in, in, in verse 2 of John chapter 6, a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased, right? And then in verse 26, he says, Truly, truly, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. You see, so now it's provision. Now it's this and that. But as we continue in his word, and he said this one time, he said, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Okay? If you continue in his word. Now, his word is not only the words on the pages here, but it's not for you to take them and twist them and, and, and situate yourself in a situation that could end up serving your own self. And people are doing that. The warning in Timothy that men shall be lovers of their own selves. They twist the scriptures. They distort them. It's not their true intention. It's a very dangerous, very dangerous thing to do. I'm talking eternally speaking. And I'm not going to go into there to that right now. But as I continue in his word, he said, you will become my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth. What does he mean? You will know the truth about God. Okay, that's one thing. But you'll also know the truth about yourself. And as I'm, as I'm walking daily here, I am realizing that even watching Peter and his, what he did, that when, when Jesus said, I, but I have prayed for you, Peter, that your faith would fail not. In other words, like, not that you wouldn't fail. Actually, failure could be actually a good springboard, you know, for returning back to the Lord. When you, when you return to me, Peter, see, when you repent of your self-serving, self-centeredness, self-strength, call it whatever you want, it's the carnal nature. When you return to me and you confess that, 
and you turn from it. And then I'm going to convert you and I'm going to strengthen you with might in the inner man. And then you'll know and you'll strengthen your brethren. And I believe today, people, that there's so many people trying to do that without being converted. They're not broken over their sin. They don't realize, you don't realize maybe today who you listen to this. You don't realize that you've broken God's heart. And you're still doing the church thing. You're still doing the Bible studies, the weekly things. And you're still getting together, you know, with the saints. And you don't realize that God's looking at the heart. And, and you don't realize that God is like, he's broken and he's hurt over this. And so if you turn to him, and so when the, how I say, when the rubber meets the road, all of a sudden, the Lord's going to start talking some things, okay, where it's not just going to be like your self-centered, you know, your self-centered ways and your selfish purposes. It's not, you know, God, he's not serving that. You know, as a matter of fact, I'm learning in this day that, you know, when you're, when you're reading the Bible, you always want to be in the right context and things like that. But I have been made aware recently of how, who he's talking to, you know, and, and, and a lot of times, like, when he's talking to his disciples, it's a whole different thing than when he's talking to the multitudes. And the multitudes, I'm learning that, you know, he would feed them, he would say things to them, but they would walk away. He'd send them away and they'd actually go, you know. <laughs> but when, you know, the, the, when his disciples continued to seek him, Here's what's happening in John 6. As you're going along, your self-centered motives, like you don't realize. And so he becomes a rock of offense to them by speaking in words that are so offensive to the natural man that even many of his own disciples went back and walked no more with him. And that's in, I believe it's John 6, 66. Let me see here. Yeah, yeah. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. And I personally believe, and I'll say this, I'll bring it up to speed, up to date. That right, that's happening today. I, I know it is. And so from that time, when, when, when the Lord starts speaking words of rebuke, words of, of correction, and things like that, but their self-centered ways and their self-centered purposes, they don't want to hear that. And as I just read in Hebrews, the heart hardens. And so the deceitfulness of sin you know, comes in. And they don't realize that you're walking in darkness. Even as a believer, you're walking in darkness because there's no true repentance and confession of, of disobedience to God. And so, I don't, you know, I don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? When the Lord starts confronting you, you know, I don't, want to, I don't want to hear that. And so, you you know, what's going on here? You know, in John 6, their relationship to him was based upon their self-interest in him. That self-interest, let me tell you, must be disappointed and offended. And the love of God will work to that end. And so, he asked that question, does this offend you? You know, and I'm going to say to you today, does this offend you? He's alerting you and me to the reality that, you know what? You could end up turning around and walking away from me. And you can go back to church and go as business as usual. And you could just be really an ineffective, uh, how do I say, no salt Christian. You know, any, any Christian that, you know, you don't have any salt and you're not saying anything. Uh, you're not really saying anything if you're walking in that darkness. And I don't care how you appear to men. I don't care how you appear to other people. Um, there will people that will, oh yeah, the many will, will, will listen to you and all this. But you know what? God's looking at the heart. And that's all that matters to me today. And I thank God for the brokenness and the, the, the spirit of repentance. Is again, I believe, is the greatest gift. I woke up with that this morning. And I believe that with all my heart that it is the greatest, the greatest gift. 
that we could have in this hour because you're being made aware of, hey, maybe it's not so uh, good as I thought it was. Maybe there's some things wrong here. You know, uh, maybe there's some things I need to look at. Maybe I need to ask the Lord to search my heart and to see if there be any wicked thing in me. You know, most people I've even saw and listened to over years, years ago, people actually pray that and stuff, but I didn't see any change. You know, I didn't see any fear of God. I didn't see any of that stuff. Um, but you should hear something. I believe the challenge today is like, you know what? I believe the Lord does have 7,000 people who have not bowed the knee to the spirit of this world or even to the spirit of this church world that goes on with an outward show. When in reality, the kingdom of God does not come with an outward show, but it's an inward reality that the king is inside you and the king lives. And so the condition, the warning today that I'm hearing right now is not being really aware of your true condition. And that can go on for a while because of the bad choices you've made. And God does not want you to condemn you today. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want me to condemn you. Absolutely not. In him is life. You know, the word of correction, the word of rebuke. I, I can tell you right now, he rebukes and chastens those whom he loves. OK, so that's a good thing. Uh, you not being made aware of your sin and you're continuing in your hardness of heart. That's you're in the judgment right there. I mean, in a bad way. That's not a good way. But um, there's one. I'll just close with this for today about condition and being made aware um, in Revelation chapter three, verse 17, because you say now he's talking to a pastor of a church because you say. I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And know not that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that you may be rich and white raiment that you may be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness do not appear and anoint your eyes with eyesaf that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous therefore and repent. And I'm just going to stop right there. And I think that's a good place to stop right there. Because you say, Mr. Brother or Sister, because you say in your heart, I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And I just want to say this. If, if that's your condition in your heart and you don't have need of nothing, you won't ask. <laughs> you won't ask for anything. You'll go on in a prayerless life and you won't know you can or you'll ask, as in James says, you'll ask amiss. In other words, you'll 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 ask for your selfish to consume it upon your selfish, selfish lusts. Um, but because you say I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and you know not. And see, that's the problem. You don't know your true condition in my sight. The Lord says, you know not that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. And then, of course, the. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. Uh, these are things that have to burn away in us, and I won't get into it today, but these are things that have to go, and the fire of God has to consume, and you have to take that thing and put it on the altar of your heart. You have to put it on the altar of God and say, Lord, I don't need this. And so if he's bringing something to your attention as you're hearing this today, you ought to praise him, and you ought to thank him, and you ought to take some time to whatever it is that he's pointing out as you're listening to this. Could be a relationship, could be a friendship, could be a circumstance, could be whatever, could something you're trusting in, could be anything. Put that on the altar and let God consume that. 
okay, from your life and let the gold, the gold speaks of God's divine nature being imparted to you. And that is the goal of God, to impart his divine nature. But he's not going to do that until he sees something, until he sees something in your heart that says, yeah. So today, draw us, Lord, and have mercy upon our souls. Folks, I'm running out of time right here, but I just want to thank you for tuning in to Health Life today. I'm your host, Robert D. Hey, listen, any feedback, uh, I welcome it. Um, you can just go to our website, Health Life Today, and there's an email there right there. Any questions or anything you you hear as well, I welcome that, and we welcome that, and uh, we learn and grow together. And so I just want to say God bless and be safe. See you next time.